welcome to the Golden Balls podcast, episode number 25. On today's show, I will quickly kind of go through what's been going on in the world of soccer as it relates to the Golden Balls. Uh, shouldn't take too long. Again, just kind of hitting a nice reset. We've had a lot going on lately. We had an international break, of course, recently. We have the Champions League kicking up again as of this recording pretty much later on today. And also we have, you know, some news and notes about the summer ahead. So uh, no real breaks. We're going to shoot straight through this one. Again, not the longest episode we're ever going to do, but a lot of stuff that I think is pretty interesting and important. First thing we're going to start with is the Champions League. The quarterfinals do start Tuesday, April 6th. That is either today as you're listening or possibly has already started. Of course, we have Bayern Munich playing PSG. We got Man City playing Borussia Dortmund. Real Madrid playing Liverpool and Porto against Chelsea. Now, for the purposes of our uh, Golden Balls fantasy, it's kind of where we are. Is We have uh, Jordan still in the lead with 254 points. He has PSG and Porto both remaining. Of course, neither one of those is a favorite to win. But he does have a lead of currently 42 points. And uh, if if we look at the, kind of the math of it here, um, the most number of points that a team could reasonably get through the from the quarterfinals through the final is really about 75 is a high probably number. Uh, that would be involve a lot of goals. But essentially what you're looking at is if you win both legs of the quarterfinals and you score about three goals, if you score, uh, if you win both legs of the semis and you score about three goals in those two matches, and you win the final and score a goal, uh, uh, two, like say like two goals, that would be seventy-one points. So that would be five wins, no losses, and about seven goals through the rest of the tournament. So you know, and again, uh, could a team you know sweep and go you know for more than seven goals? Of course, so you can add a few points there. But again, that number is with five wins. Uh, including the final. So if you look at Jordan's score of 254 and you look at the score that is about 75 away from that, that does put you at about 179 points um, is really where you want to be. So if we start from the bottom, Andy is going to come in last. He has 157 points uh, and he is out of teams. So he will finish in uh seventh place and last. I am currently in sixth place with 166 points with Manchester City. Now, I think you would, uh, you might agree that uh, of, you know, of the eight teams left in the field, Manchester City and Bayern Munich both have the best chance possibly of going, uh, you know, 5-0 and and winning that. But again, based on the math, even if that were to happen, uh, just they would need way too many goals for me to catch Jordan. I will thusly eliminate myself from competition. In sixth, uh, fifth place, I should say, is Nabil with 188 points. That is 66 points out of the lead. And here's where it gets interesting. Nabil has two teams, Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. So if Bayern can make that run, of course, he would get close. Now, if you add to that, Madrid making a bit of a run, and of course, they are a team that could get to the finals, you know, Nabil's in a place where he could win this thing without actually having Bayern win all five matches. It'll be really interesting to see how that Madrid-Liverpool tie goes. I think that'll obviously be very crucial in his chances of catching up. Very much could happen. In many ways, he might be the second favorite in this um uh, 
tournament at this point. Four points ahead of Nabil at 192 is Mike. Uh, Stroh only has Dortmund left playing Manchester City. Again, even then, Dortmund would have to go 5-0, you know, get all those goals. And maybe, you know, if Jordan didn't get any more points than Stroh could possibly win, I, I think we could all agree that that is pretty unlikely. Sitting in the uh, third spot right now is Jeff with 208 points. His only team left is Liverpool. And again, if Liverpool runs the table, 5-0 and wins the title, yes, Jeff could absolutely win this one. But again, that's going to require beating Madrid twice, beating Porto or Chelsea then twice, and then winning the final probably against Bayern or Manchester City. Possible, very unlikely. The runner-up right now is Gord with a 212 points, and he has Chelsea, 42 points back. But again, he would have Chelsea need to run the table. Uh, again, doesn't seem very likely. Uh, I know, you know, we just kind of wave with that. Jordan is sitting there with PSG and Porto, and he might not get another win. You know, uh, Porto is certainly not the favorite against Chelsea, though. You know, I, I think it's very possible they get a result in one of the two matches. Uh, PSG right now, not expected to necessarily get past Bayern Munich. But again, no Lewandowski in the, in the, in the picture right now, but no Verratti for PSG, at least in leg one. So again, PSG not favored, but it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility for them to get a, uh, a result. All that said, I do think Jordan's still going to win this. Uh, I know he's he might be out of teams before the semis, but he has a lot of points right now. And again, it's going to require a ton of points to catch him up. And the teams closest to him are, uh, you know, perhaps not in the best position to do so. So that is where we leave it with the Champions League. Uh, quickly move over to the Eurobomb. Again, this is our first year of doing this. And uh, I think it's been pretty fun. I think it's been pretty close. But right now we have Jeff in the lead by 106 points as of this recording with 1,888 points over Brian's 1782. Jeff's teams have really turned it on lately. A lot of teams getting a lot of big results. Uh, West Ham, obviously, top four in England as, uh, right now. Um we have Aston Villa has put together some good results. Lazio has, you know, been pretty consistent. Leicester's had some good results. So just he's putting up a ton of points. Uh, Leipzig uh, obviously lost recently to uh, to uh, Bayern Munich. But again, before that, they had put up a ton of points in a row. Uh, a bunch of games won in a row. Uh, we have a really fun battle for third through fifth. Currently, Andy has 16.37. Jordan has 16.42. And Stroh has 1645. So that battle for three through five is super entertaining. And, you know, I think that this is an interesting first year. I think we've probably all learned a lot. And I think that uh, in year two of this, I, I think it'll be really fascinating to see how the draft and everything turns itself out and the auction turns itself out. So I think we've all had a year of experience. We've kind of seen what happens here um, and all that. All right. So let's move on to uh, international soccer. We just had an international window, which a lot of things have gone on. There's a lot of, you know, and, and, and not only that, a lot of things that have gone on, but also a lot of things that haven't gone on. And uh, this really pertains to a couple continents as we'll quickly roll through. The first is going to be Asia. Now, Asia was scheduled to have some World Cup qualifiers in March. Those all got pushed back into June pretty much. I think there were two or three matches played. Uh, I think Japan got a match in. Uh, actually, they did. They beat Mongolia 14 to nothing, uh, I believe, was the final result of that one in a very, very lopsided game. 
Um, uh, before that, Mongolia actually had played another qualifier against Tajikistan. They also lost that one and have been eliminated from World Cup qualification. As it stands right now in the Asian Confederation, they are still in the second round. They still have a ton of matches to play, but they pretty much have decided that in uh, to finish their second round, which many teams have three to four matches left, they are pretty much going to all meet. Uh, each group is going to meet at one site in June, and they are just going to finish this round all at one shot, almost like a mini tournament. Um, these games will be May 30th, June 3rd, June 7th, June 9th, June 11th, June 15th. I'm just pretty much a couple weeks straight. Uh, and all these groups, Group A is going to be playing in China. We've got Group B, which is going to take place apparently as scheduled as of right now in Kuwait. We got Group C taking place currently in Bahrain. Group D in Saudi Arabia. Group E in Qatar. Group F in, I believe, Japan. And uh, Group G is going to be in the United Arab Emirates. Group H in South Korea. So uh, again. All these games are going to try and finish this second round to get the uh, the last 12 teams in, you know, uh, sorted. That way they can get to the third round. And the third round, as of right now, is supposed to take place uh, starting in September. So, again, a couple match days in September, October, and November of uh, 2021, January and March of 2022. So, again, they're on pause, didn't get everything they wanted to in. Africa did have matches over the international window, and we now have a 2021 Africa Cup of Nations field. Again, that tournament will be taking place, of course, in 2022. But we have 16 teams that have now qualified. In Group A, we have Mali and Guinea, uh, two teams with actually uh, very similar flags, got through at the expense of Namibia and Chad. In Group B, we had Burkina Faso and Malawi. Both qualify. Uganda and South Sudan did not. Uganda, I know, has made the last couple ACNs, will not be uh, heading to Cameroon in January. Group C, we had Ghana and uh, perhaps a bit of an upset with Sudan getting in over South Africa. Uh, Seo Tome and Principe, zero points in that group. A South Africa not going to the Africa Cup of Nations. Group D, another bit of an upset. The Gambia actually winning the group over Gabon, who makes the tournament. The Democratic Republic of Congo and Angola, both teams that have been in recent editions of the AFCON, are not going to the next edition. Group E, we got Morocco and Mauritania uh, qualifying over Burundi and the Central African Republic. No major surprises there. Group F, we have Cameroon, who, of course, is the host and was going anyway, but they still played qualifiers. They got in, as well as Cape Verde uh, at the expense of Rwanda and Mozambique. Group G, we got Egypt and perhaps the biggest surprise in all of qualifying, the Comoros. The small African arc, uh, island on the Indian Ocean has got in over Kenya and Togo. Uh, and just really a, a magnificent story there. Again, uh, I think when they get there, you might find that they just make up the numbers. They are currently ranked 130th in the FIFA rankings. Um, just an, an insane thing. This is a team that has only played 10 World Cup qualifiers in their history. Uh, they've never... Uh, and this is, I mean, they've never qualified for an AFCON. They've tried to qualify since 2010. It was the first year that they were even in a pretty much an independent footballing nation to even try. Um, 
and again, they are uh, the big surprise, and, and it'll be a really cool story to see. In Group H, we have Algeria and Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe getting in over Zambia. Again, Zambia, a team that has been in many of the previous tournaments, uh, but they will not be in this one. And Botswana also eliminated. In Group I, we have Senegal and Guinea-Bissau getting in. Uh, the Republic of Congo and Eswatini uh, failing to qualify. Group J, we got Tunisia and Equatorial Guinea getting in. Tanzania and Libya staying at home. Group K, Ivory Coast and Ethiopia getting in over Madagascar and Niger. And finally, uh, Group L, we have actually one more piece of drama. There is a uh, one match left, actually, in Africa Cup of Nations. So Nigeria has qualified and Wasutu has not. But the country of Benin is uh, on seven points and Sierra Leone is on four points. They were supposed to play in Sierra Leone on March 30th, but Benin refused to play because several of their players allegedly returned positive COVID tests. This match is now actually scheduled for June. I believe Africa has actually ruled on that. There was actually some uh, question as to whether or not the match was going to be a forfeit, uh, given uh, the reluctance to play by, you know, at the last second. But as of right now, uh, Africa, the uh, Af African Federation has said that this match will take place in June. Uh, this is actually when World Cup qualifying is supposed to start as well. So I guess they will fit it into that window somewhere. So Sierra Leone with a win will actually, uh, depending on the, uh, Depending on the score, depending on some tiebreakers, um, Sierra Leone needs a win, and I think they need to win by two goals to get through. Um, so we will see about that. See, uh, obviously, Benin just needing the draw. So that is Africa. Again, a lot of fun stuff there. Africa Cup of Nations still taking place in January of 2022. And again, we have the field for that. CONCACAF has started their World Cup qualifying uh, procedure. In, with round one, which is, again, most of the island nations, of course, some of the smaller, uh, pretty much most of the Central American countries, also Canada involved. And uh, all these teams have played uh, one or two matches. Many teams have been eliminated. Uh, again, these are nobody, nobody big. We got Aruba, the Cayman Islands, Cuba, the British Virgin Islands, Dominica, Anguilla, Turks and Caicos and the Bahamas, and as well as St. Lucia, are all out of World Cup qualification. Um, nothing major upset-wise going on so far. I would say the one kind of surprise so far is in Group F. After two match days, St. Kitts and Nevis are in first place on six points ahead of both Trinidad and Guyana. And uh, these other matches will be played in June. Uh, and again, the six group winners will move on to the second round to eventually join the octagonal. I believe we're calling it the Oct uh, or the Octavia. I don't even know. We haven't come up with it. We were going with the hexagonal. Then there was the octagonal. We're not really sure. But either way, Canada looking strong so far with two wins out of two. They're going to be challenged by Suriname. Uh, Curacao and Guatemala fighting for a spot in Group C. The Dominican Republic and Panama in Group D. Um, still pretty early. These matches will be played in June right alongside the Nations League final. And the Gold Cup is still going to be played in 2021. It has been moved back to July. Originally, it was supposed to be played in, uh, I believe, actually, maybe a week earlier in, you know, possibly end of June, early July. It has been moved back. Cutter is apparently still going to play as a guest team. Um, 
And for the first time, they will use VAR during the Gold Cup, which should be very interesting. So for in terms of Golden Balls, we will have the Euros. We will have uh, the Copa America. But the Gold Cup will actually kind of stand on its own a little bit. It'll run after. So it'll kind of it'll kind of just be there by itself. But that's kind of what CONCACAF has going on right now. Conway Bowl is in another world of hurt. They canceled their March match days five and six. This is pretty much because most European countries said, hey, if you send people, you know, we're not sending players to South America because of quarantine, uh, a quarantine situation. So they decided to not have the games. Uh, Actually, originally they were thinking about actually trying to have them in Europe, which would have been absolutely insane. Uh, You know, it would have been great for Brazil and Argentina and Chile, maybe not so much for Bolivia and Paraguay and Ecuador. Then they decided to postpone them. They have not rescheduled them yet. Remember, as of right now, there are two qualifying match days in June for the World Cup, followed by the Copa America occurring right after. And again, the Copa America was supposed to have 12 teams with Qatar and Australia. But those teams will not be participating due to the aforementioned Asian qualifiers. And they are not replacing those teams because the rest of the world's playing in June. So there are no teams that they can really even get in there. It is going to be a 10-team tournament, two groups of five, and eight teams of make it to the quarterfinals. It is going to be a little bit silly. Uh, it'll be very interesting from a fantasy perspective because, again, except for the two teams, which... Uh, And Group A is almost surely going to be Bolivia. They are by far the weakest team, maybe Paraguay, but probably Bolivia. And in the second group, probably Venezuela is considered the weakest team. So again, you're going to have eight of the 10 teams playing at least four matches. So from a fantasy perspective, I think there's going to be a little bit more of an emphasis maybe on getting guys from, uh, you know, the best players on the second level teams as opposed to the lower guys on the first level team because everyone's going to get the fourth game at least. There is going to be a third place game. So, again, four teams will play six matches. Two teams will play five matches. Four teams will play four matches. It's kind of an interesting little wrinkle there. Um and again, their World Cup qualifying is going to get hectic. There's going to be probably some three-day match windows. Some of the weather down there is, of course, crazy. And that is where we are with South America. Oceania really has not much going on. Uh, their World Cup qualifying is probably going to take place in January of 2022. Uh, again, they're going to be able to knock that out pretty much all in one shot. So no big deal on that one. Finally, we have UEFA. Uh, we got a couple things going on. We still got the Euros coming up this summer, of course. As of now, they are still scheduled to take place around the continent. Uh, hopefully the vaccines in Europe are going as well as they kind of are starting to go here. And that way we don't have a problem with these teams traveling around everywhere. There are some stories rolling around that some that the teams are going to try and have bigger squads. Uh, perhaps maybe 28 guys instead of 23 with the short turnarounds. And that way, if, you know, a couple guys end up uh, failing a COVID test, you're not playing, you know, significantly with men down. I don't know if this would mean that the match day squads would still be 23 or how that would all work itself out. But it is something uh, from a fantasy perspective to possibly keep an eye on. Are these teams going to have 28 players instead of 23? And if so, what does that mean for the playing time of the players on all those teams? Speaking of the Euros, we have a draft order. Uh, As of this recording earlier tonight, Baylor uh, destroyed our precious little Gonzags uh, in the final of the NCAA tournament, which is how we determined who was going to have this, uh, the number, you know, the draft order. 
Manuel loses twice tonight. Gonzaga loses, and also he is going to end up with the number eight pick. Jordan will be picking seventh. Stroh will be picking sixth. Gord will be picking fifth. Matt gets into the four spot with Gonzaga making the championship game. Jeff uh, finishes with the number three selection. Uh, myself, yours truly, number two. Marjorie, thanks to Oral Roberts, run to the Sweet 16. And uh, Andy, we, because of UCLA and Baylor, pretty much getting 32 of his 41 points, uh, make sure that Andy will be picking number one. He is on the clock. He can start planning now. Uh, and so congratulations to Andy, last in the Champions League this year, but he's got that for number one overall pick as he looks to avoid finishing last in back-to-back Euros. Uh, last thing in Europe, we got some World Cup qualifying starting. It's very unusual. Of course, World Cup qualifying usually starts after the Euros, but um, that's the case here. And uh, a couple big results, a couple major surprises, and of course, the number one uh, result would be Macedonia, North Macedonia two, Germany one uh, in a in Germany a famous famous victory for North Macedonia a painful painful loss for Germany. Uh, currently Germany after three of ten matches is currently tied for second in their group would be on the outside looking in, and of course that's very early. But Armenia in that group is actually three and zero early on. Uh, it's still pretty early here, but England is three out of three. Denmark has won three out of three, and they're looking incredibly strong so far. And we also have Italy three out of three, as well as the aforementioned Armenia. The only four teams went three and zero in that first window. But again, um, nothing, nothing else besides Germany. That's too crazy. Uh, there have been some smaller results that have been close, like Spain barely getting past Georgia and everything else. But I think when you look at your big teams, you know, Portugal first in their group, Spain first in their group, France first in their group, Belgium first in their group. Um, so uh, the big teams mostly taking care of business. Maybe the one counter example to that would maybe be the Netherlands who uh, lost, you know, their first game before winning two. They are a point out of first. Turkey looking pretty good despite a shock draw against Latvia. So, again, Europe going with these three-match windows uh, pretty much for the rest of qualifying uh, in September and October and November of this year so they can finally get that. But Euro is obviously the next thing on the docket there. So that is kind of where we are. Uh, with everything going on. So, you know, we got this big international summer in June. Every confederation except Oceania is going to have something going on. Their qualifiers, their tournaments, they're both, their Nations League. There's, I mean, just, it's going to be an insane, probably about six weeks from the end of May to mid, uh, to, you know, even later into July when, um, the Gold Cup finishes. So there's a lot to look forward to there. And we talked about the Champions League. Jordan, I still think is the favorite to win this one. Um, though it'll be very interesting to see how this stuff happens. You know, I'm not really going to, I kind of alluded to projections and projections for the Champions League, but of course, if you listen to the last show before the round of 16, Stroh and I really tried to be intelligent about the whole thing, and we said a lot of things that probably weren't true. We got a lot of things wrong, so I'm not even going to go there. Uh, Just know that Manchester City and Bayern Munich would play in the semifinals if they both win their quarters, which I think will be really fun. Maybe not the ideal for the final, but it should be super fun. And again, when it comes to the Eurobomb, Jeff is running away with that one, has been uh, absolutely excellent. Uh, sh- again, it should be pretty fun down the line. 
uh, I think as we get into next year, because I think we'll have a better idea of what we're supposed to be doing, how it's going to work. So I actually do look forward to that, even though obviously there are a lot of club matches left to be played. So I am going to leave it there. Um, we are going to probably have another podcast after the uh, quarterfinals of the Champions League, if anything crazy, crazy happens. But again, you know, this is the calm before the storm. In a couple months' time, there will be a draft and hopefully a, a great weekend in Boston where we actually get to be in person and draft. There'll be a Copa America draft. There'll be a Gold Cup draft. And we actually are going to get to do uh, what we love the most and have these real tournaments. We're going to have some drafts. And, of course, when we do that, uh, there will be more podcasts, certainly. I think if you remember back to MLS's back last year, we certainly had quite a few. And I think with all the stuff going on there, we are definitely going to have that. I do, again, if you haven't already, listen to the last couple shows. I think uh, Strohan, as a guest last time, was an excellent, excellent time. Uh, had a lot of really good things to say. And um, we're going to leave it there again. You know, stay safe, everybody. I know we're starting some of us one vaccine, some of us two vaccines. Some of us still waiting for our states to behave, our, you know, and give us a vaccine. But everyone, please do stay safe. Uh, please do stay healthy. And uh, God willing, in less than two months' time, or in about two months' time, we will all be in the same place having a great weekend. So I'm going to leave us with that positive note. I appreciate you guys listening. Stay well. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Golden Balls podcast.